Welcome to In the Spotlight with Amy Scruggs. In this episode, you will meet Sammy Shoebox Moses, famous entertainer and DJ, along with our friend, Christian LaFour, founder of Instant Nonprofit. Enjoy. Way to blow my own intro. (laughs) Hey, it's all good fun and tech. I can't see it took my glasses off. This is the interview of the week. I have been looking forward to this so much. Not only do we have Christian LaFur again, the founder and CEO of Instant Nonprofit, but he has brought us the one, the only Sammy Shoebox Moses, who has an incredible story that I'm not even going to share for him. Not going to do it. Incredible story, incredible background, and an even more incredible mission as he's giving back in a very big way. Thank you guys so much for being with me today. Thanks for having us. to be here. Yeah, I thought thanks. the intro was amazing. It was like, as a DJ, that's we call that the remix. Yes, it was Amy Scruggs Media Remix. Thank you. I did that on purpose. There you go. Nothing but the well best done. here in production. Well <laughs> Sammy, let's, let's kick it off with you. Share your background a little bit. I would love for everybody to know your story. Oh, absolutely. Well, thanks for having me. This has been uh, a beautiful pairing. Christian, you're such a magician at, at putting together amazing people. So uh, a little background on me. I am a world touring entertainer uh, as a DJ, a guitarist and a vocalist. Kind of depends on what the company needs me for. I got my start actually uh, in the bathroom of a nightclub. I was the bathroom attendant where I would serve mints and napkins. But the one thing that I could see from that bathroom was a clear line to the DJ booth. And I realized real quick that I needed to get out of the bathroom and I needed to be a DJ. And the DJs had all the fun and the DJs got all the attention. But more importantly, the DJs controlled that vibe and that energy of of this dance club. And so uh, through... A bunch of observations, a lot of personal development, which showed me how to use what we call the reticular activating system. If you're familiar with that, my RAS, as they call it, was set on success and how to get on a stage and how to perform. And Amy, one of the things I learned to do with those DJs was save money as a bathroom attendant and buy them shots, which they loved. And I would take them drinks and they would teach me how to DJ. And so I learned how to DJ by by giving what I would call rituals and gifts. And so I would have these ritualistic shots that we would take and they would love me because I would introduce them to the to the women of the evening. And they loved having me up there. And I learned how to DJ from these DJs. And one thing that happened really magically for me was there was a Friday night. A DJ couldn't play uh, for reasons unknown and he was doing what we call train wrecking which is just sounding awful and i jumped to my first it was my first instant gig because i jumped in the dj booth ran out of the bathroom heard the mess going on i jumped in the dj booth and i played for 20 minutes and they watched me and they freaked out because it was it was amazing The, the people that are in the club they just saw me they saw the bathroom guy come up on stage and blow them out of the water. That one experience introduced me to a couple promoters who then introduced me to a huge promoter in Denver named Kevin Larson. Kevin Larson put me on stage in a couple in front of a couple thousand people. And that turned into a bit of a career from there. And that's the short end of it. Um, I want to keep, I love that. (laughs) Yeah. So I learned how to DJ in that bathroom. And then fast forward a few years after actually 
eight or nine years. I needed to learn how to make that a business. So I, I got picked up by a really great agency, Dance Tracks Productions in Denver. They showed me how to do weddings, mitzvahs, anything under the sun, because I didn't know how to really make money with that. So I needed to learn. I needed to find a role model. And one of the best things about Christian that he did for me too, is I wanted to give back. And he was my role model in that space, which we'll go into, I know, but I needed a role model. I needed to learn how to build this empire as a DJ. And so I started playing all these things and right at the pinnacle when DJing was a job and I started to hate it. And I was just a wedding DJ, just a birthday DJ, just a high school DJ. And you know that you're a performer. There's a right. time when you, when your passion just becomes, you're like, Oh God, it's just my job. <laughs> Yes. And you hit that threshold and I hit that threshold and I got one phone call from a couple that, and I was done. I was like, I don't even want to DJ anymore. I'm going to go into mortgage or something. And I got a phone call from a couple who had just played their mix that I gave them on their wedding day. And they had told me that it had saved their life. It saved their marriage. And it was because of that mix that they're still together and that they were pregnant with their first kid and that, what I was doing was such a big service to them. And it really touched me and it kind of flipped the paradigm for me, showing me that even though I was just this wedding DJ at the time, which was all I was thinking was doing a huge service for people. Mm -hmm. And so that just turned everything around for me. And once I had that, it kicked in that, that dormant part of my mind and soul to look and reach for bigger gigs. And at that time I had just gotten invited to play for a gig in Maui for a company called Mind Valley. And Mind Valley was this up and coming amazing platform for self-development and meditation run by a gentleman named Vishen Lakiani. And Vishen is an incredible entrepreneur and an incredible human. And he's really working to change a billion lives. And I didn't know this at the time, right. but I was going to be introduced to some of the most powerful people on the planet who would one day show me and help me meet Richard Branson and, uh, yeah, some of the A-listers around the world that I get to play for now. I don't know if I can mention all of them. <laughs> That's okay. You yeah, followed so the steps. I followed the steps and now I got here to this place where you get to a point in your life, hopefully, where you're like, I want to give back. I want to figure mm -hmm. out how I can make the impact that I feel like I'm called to do. So from the crapper to the main stages, <laughs> and from the main stages, I went and found my orphanage in the Philippines. And in that process, uh, this beautiful pilgrimage back home, we found out that I was actually found as a newborn baby in a shoebox inside of a dumpster. Mm. And this all happened in this, it seems like, and you guys know, it seemed like it happened in the span of like six months, but it was actually over a decade. And before I knew it, I was on the doorsteps of my orphanage, had found my roots, had some names of folks that I, I could reach out to. But more importantly, I saw where I could, I where I could have been. And I saw what, what my beautiful golden ticket really looked like. And so I came back and that's when I realized I really was destined to make a bigger impact. And at that point too, I intersected with my man, Christian, and I told him of this beautiful mission where I wanted to go back and serve. And he said, well, do you have a nonprofit? 
(laughs) Exactly. I've always wanted a nonprofit. (laughs) And he's like, why don't you have one? I was like, because that's that S is F and hard. I don't know. Right. How to even I don't know the first step about that. I've seen it. I know about it and I don't, I, there's no way I could do it and segue to my beautiful man there. He was like, well, we have an instant nonprofit builder. You should check yeah, this out. Sammy practices nonviolence and believes in nonviolence, but I believe <laughs> I was pushed against a wall and Sammy going in my face, you do what? Yeah. <laughs> you do what? I've been trying to do that for three years. Come over yeah. here. You know, I'm like, I'm doing like, whatever this guy I says. I need to talk man. to you. I need to talk to you right now. Yeah. It was very much like that. So that's me in a nutshell. Wow. That's why we're here talking to Sammy, you. Sammy, this is, this is incredible because you watched <laughs> your story get laid out in front of you. You followed the steps. You were tenacious in how you pursued your potential and your passion and the direction that your life took. And you bring joy to people's lives and everything that you do. And now that you've shared kind of that whole story, it's even more like mic drop right there. I mean, of course you're DJ, so mic drop. But (laughs) it's incredible how you, your life just was literally unfolded right here for you. I mean, to start, to find out that you started at an orphanage and found the way that you were to now where you're at and, and the joy that you bring people and now giving back to people's lives. It's just so cool to hear your story. I just love it. And now Christian, I would love to hear from you, you know, your connection with Sammy now and what that process was, you know, putting that together for him. And then let's talk about your nonprofit and what it's doing. So Christian, over to you. Yeah, well, I met Sammy at a startup event and there's a lot of a lot of mutual friends and, and he, he was connected to the uh, the president of that organization who would interview these amazing CEOs. So I would go there and try to learn, uh, you know, how to how to run a great company, how to run a great organization, motivate people, all that kind of thing. And so I was there for the event and to meet people and everything. But when I saw uh, Sammy, who was helping get the media together for that event, um, we you know, just, it just came up. And the next thing I know, like we are having one of those conversations where it's like, you know, you, you knew somebody in another life, you know, and it was like uh, fast friends, fast forward to his, uh, his startup space, his, his company's uh, location, which was a very cool, very cool spot out in Denver. And uh, he's like, well, why don't we hop on right now and do this on Facebook? because I was telling him how quickly and easily we could start as a nonprofit and it's a nonprofit. And the next thing I know we're on, we're on Facebook live creating his nonprofit from scratch right in front of everybody's eyes. And, uh, you know, from there it's, it's been really uh, brotherhood and uh, I've met so many amazing people through Sammy and so many cause oriented people. And, and what I love about what's going on in the world today is that the the model used to be? I used to f- fly around the country fundraising, um, and just meeting complete strangers, great people, uh, Americans who you know none of us have ever heard of. But you know, gentleman starts a farm implement company in Iowa, makes you know the company's doing ten million a year, makes all the money, kids have college, grandchildren taken care of, wife has the Cadillac. Then he's sixty and says what do I do? Like, I've got way more than I need. What is my impact going to be in this world? Nowadays, people start the venture from day one or day five or day 15. Mm -hmm. It's pretty quick. 
that people start going, how am I getting back through this venture? So I think that's what I call the convergence of cause and commerce, where people's values need to match what they do and what they buy. And so all of all of our activities are kind of becoming holistically connected. And I find that really exciting because just as Sammy's story came full circle and he went, he ties, he eventually, sometimes you have to go to expensive seminars, right? To tie your life together in the meaning to all the pain and all of the journey that you go through. And you go, wow, this really was all connected. How I started and the, the hero's journey, right? I, I ran into these problems. Friends came along to help. I learned yeah, something. Yeah. I gained something. And I brought mm-hmm. back the beautiful elixir of life to the village. And that has really marked my life. And that's marked how Sammy and I get to get, got together. And even how you and I got together, Amy, with your nonprofit. And yep. I feel so blessed to be in that space of co- convergence of cause and commerce because I get to work with the people who are starting ventures, but not just, they're not just trying to pile up money and, and get a big house. They're going, how can I give back? How can I feel more connected to who I was created to be? And that is just a beautiful place to be. Well, and Sammy and I we were saying before we went live, I think every, it's six degrees of separation of Christian Lafer because for those of you <laughs> watching, you, know, you may not realize he has started over, he and his company have started over 3,000 nonprofits. Sammy and I sitting here today, you know, are, our recipients of that, that we were like, help, I don't know, I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to do this. And I had another colleague just two weeks ago. She's like, I know Christian, he set up the nonprofit for my best friend. And so we're noticing that that Christian has his fingerprints with his passion for what he's doing. He's helping others start these nonprofits that are impacting lives globally. And it's just mind boggling when you think of the ripple effect of that. And Sammy and I are just here saying, hey, we're just two people. And and yeah. today we're focusing on Sammy, which is exciting. But Christian, you really are a, an amazing, amazing person for what you do and what you do to help people with this kind of passion and vision. So thank you. Yeah. And I to, to, to back that up. Yeah. You, you really like you're looking at a DJ that has no business. In fact, I think our website, we're porting over the name to a new domain and stuff like that. That is hard enough for me. Like to get something started is insanely challenging for anybody. And, mm-hmm. and, and we all know that you need to stay in your wheel of genius. You need to stay in that zone. <laughs> and putting that, that, that whole thing together, I mean, it just blew my mind. I mean, when Christian stood up at that first thing that we, we were at, there was only one person in the entire thing. And actually, I wasn't the only one that thought that. There was only one person that – anyone wanted to talk to at the end of that meeting like they bum rushed him and i was like no <laughs> no we need to talk to you first and it was just it was just a great great colliding energy though as he was saying but it's been a great journey and i think for where you're at now christian i meant to ask you like with the 3000 of those that you've started are there man are there is there one that you're the most like proud of other than mine <laughs> i was just gonna say well he has to say us you know and us yeah us. we i mean there, stuff. it's hard to pick one because you could look at size right you could look at uh they're they somebody that's raising millions of dollars and impacting you know lives but there's something about what we're doing that you know the 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 local little neighborhood affiliated organization that's literally saving people's lives right in a a rough neighborhood or in the barrio somewhere 
you know, in a, in a city where people are just destitute, right, outside the U.S. Um, I would never want to say that, you know, success, right? That's that's what we're all contemplating is like, what is success? And mm-hmm. so I really value, um, you know, that we, we've done celebrity, nonprofits, sports figures, I mean, you name it. And so it'd be easy to say that those are some of the exciting, uh, the exciting ones or the ones that really can put the, put the money together. Uh, but there are just so many, you know, I have personal causes that I believe in. Um, and, and some of those are, you know, expanding consciousness. Uh, we just got an ayahuasca church approved, which is really pretty shocking. Right. Um, and, and, uh, there's, yeah, there's, there's concern about, uh, we, we did, one for the Sami people in uh, in Norway, who are the indigenous of Norway. Now, wow. who thinks about the indigenous in Norway, right? You hear about that in other places, but these people own legally own and and call and manage the reindeer herd. So, whoever heard of such a thing? And when I started doing the research and and reviewing the application, this was fairly early on in the business where I had my hands into many more files. I couldn't stop. I'm like up at night reading about these people, you know, in Wikipedia and and in these various sources and just going, man, how many indigenous people cultures are being erased simply by modernity, right? Not that there's any, even without nefarious characters, right? Because we always like to think there's an agenda, but some of this is these people are just getting pushed out. If you look at the Amazon, you know, uh, there's there's a battle of the farmers and the and the and the, the Shipibo the people the the traditional people. So like, I think those cultural preservation uh, projects are some of my most uh, my most favorite. Uh, my sister's developmentally disabled, so I've got a heart for those. And I mean, call me a bleeding heart, but it really is hard for me not to just sit here and rattle off a whole bunch of different causes <laughs> that I believe in, versus going, oh yeah, this one is like my favorite. But uh, I do. Um, I do have a special affinity for the things that I have, um, you know, used and, and, uh, grown through, uh, such as the ayahuasca church. I mean, Tim Ferriss himself is, uh, supporting, uh, psychedelic research to help veterans. Well, that touches Amy's nonprofit, which is veterans. And, uh, Mm -hmm. many people that we know have experienced growth and healing through elevating consciousness, yoga. So like you name something that is affirming of, the, the value of, of humans, the value of the planet, the value of the animal and plant life on, on the, on, on earth. And, uh, the, it's all a fabric of nonprofits that are building that. And that's why it, I just stay super excited to wake up every morning and, uh, empower people to not have bureaucracy get in the way of their dream. Even if they're like the smallest person who's like eking out money out of their paycheck to start a nonprofit. Right. And that's why you have such a talent, drive, passion. And so many people are so grateful for everything you've done, Christian. I mean, lives are changed because of it. I I can't say that enough. And Sammy, speaking of lives being changed, why don't you share with us, you know, what your mission is and and what you're doing to serve? Who are we impacting? Oh, I love this. So the orphanage of the RSCC, which is in Manila, which is consequently where I started my humble beginnings. Uh, We work directly with them and we help the children of the RSCC. Ultimately, our vision is to find them homes and to help support that journey for them. Uh, Second to that is to help install unique and creative learning platforms that will allow them once they leave 90% of them won't find homes. That's just uh, that's just Mm -hmm. how that is. But what we know we can do now, especially uh, 
in this time is we can provide them platforms that will allow them to cultivate really unique skills inside of VA staffing companies, which might mean they could build a website, they could help edit podcasts. I have a podcast production company of which I started so that I could train up Filipino um, kids to be editors in that space if they'd want to be. Uh, I've trained kids how to be DJs, how to be entertainers, musicians, uh, all across the board. We're just working to really create these beautiful platforms that kids can learn and eventually make a solid living uh, mm-hmm. with this skill set. So that's what the Foundlings is designed to do, is to really cultivate a unique learning platform for kids in the RSCC. And what we've noticed is that a lot of the kids, especially the ones really pinned down because of this pandemic, you know, their parents are like, yo, can you teach my carrots that? Because that's something I would want my kids to actually learn. (laughs) It's, it's great because there's so many platforms that kids can learn um, from right now. But what we're doing right now is specifically helping target uh, the kids over there starting kind of in that eight to nine year old range, giving them some basics and then moving through and helping them really cultivate a skill set that would actually garner them a career path. And you're giving them hope. You're giving them hope and purpose and excitement and joy. I mean, there's so many things you're giving them, plus the skills and the tools and everything that goes with it. I can't even imagine how rewarding that is. Yeah, it's it's really rewarding. I mean, it's uh the it's even rewarding. We the last thing we did was we provided a bunch of shoes and clothing and school supplies and the basic needs while we set up the infrastructure and tried to figure out like what's the best plan of attack here. And the funny thing is, like each time we go, we find a whole new ever ever evolving and ever unfolding piece that they actually need. And one thing that their staff really needed was a lot of inspiration because they don't get a lot of pats on the back. They don't get a lot of people Mm. being like, you're doing an amazing job. But I I paired up with an amazing uh, rapid transformational therapist. Her name's Marissa Peer. And she heard of what we were doing. And she's like, you know what? I think I have a movement called the I Am Enough Movement. And she donated $50,000 worth of her products and her coaching and her teaching to to the staff so that the staff could just really empower and embody the I am enough movement. And it's this beautiful way for them to feel empowered enough to move forward and work with the kids with that much, with that much fulfillment themselves first. Cause if your cup's not filled, it's real hard to fill theirs. And so we just find all these beautiful puzzle pieces that just like the three of us, like we're just these little puzzle pieces. The same thing that happens in this orphanage and, and happens all around the world. And my story is not, unfortunately, it's not unique. There's a lot of kids at man and a lot of kids left to be found and thankfully brought into orphanages around the world. So my vision in the next five, 10, 15, 20 and years, as long as I can keep doing this is to help instill these learning platforms and these, these types of progressive and very unique learning modalities that will fit the kids. Like sometimes classroom environments don't work. And we found that to be true in the mm-hmm. United States. We found that to be true around the world. Sometimes it is a totally unique perspective and a unique approach that will help these kids learn stuff so much faster. And what we're building, which is a really great way to help the sustainable education model propel 
perpetuate itself is we're putting in infrastructures that will allow kids to gain rewards in a gamification system. Once they learn something and they teach it to someone else, they will, they win, they get the new technology or they'll get the new, the new upgraded iPad or whatever it is that we're using to teach them. Once they teach the next person behind them, they get rewarded so that it propels education and it propels the fun and, and gets everybody moving in the right direction together. So we're doing tons of progressive thought like a progressive model is what we're really trying to do. That is so exciting. Christian, how happy are you to hear all this? Uh, it's just super <laughs> exciting. I mean, that is, uh, that's, it's brilliant. Uh, if you want to, they say, if you want to, uh, if you want to know, then study, if you want to understand, teach it. And so you're hacking the dopamine release centers of uh, these kids to, to be incent incented to learn to teach it, which is awesome. You know, there's so many, um, you know, something that I was just thinking about as you were talking, Sammy, not that I was not riveted by every word, but <laughs> something I was thinking about while you're talking is, you know, we're trying to, you are, uh, so many people are associated with, are trying to find ways to unify people. And there are so many forces tearing people apart right now. And if you even think about, you know, you've seen the social dilemma, you've probably both seen it. anyone who's listening, uh, it is it should be required viewing for every human to see the social dilemma because uh, these programmers on these big tech platforms that have, you know, four of the seven billion or something, five of the seven billion on their platforms uh, of seven billion people in the world are these these algorithms are engineered for divisiveness. They're engineered for polarity. They're engineered for uh, uh, balkanization, what people call balkanization, withdrawing into your own little worldview in a way that you can't even understand or appreciate the value of another human who comes from another perspective. Meanwhile, mm -hmm. we're all trying to find ways to unify people. So when I hear of somebody employing, you know, gamification to positive force, to unifying forces, um, that is really where the world's heading and that's why I'm so excited about the idea that modern entrepreneurs are now joining, uh, coming to instant nonprofit and taking their skill sets. They've already built a business successfully and they're applying those skill sets to what I call the quantum entity, which is a nonprofit. And the reason I call it the quantum entity is because there's a concept in, in quantum mechanics called superposition. And that's just basically the ability of something to exist in two states at once. And if Simple terms, if you think about a photon, if you think about light, light is made of photons. Photons act like both particles and waves. And scientists are just, you know, physicists are fascinated by this. And there is so much in life that can mimic these scientific concepts we learn about and apply them in our lives. And so the nonprofit is not constrained by traditional linear business constraints. There are ways that a nonprofit can align you with people that you would be not just uh, like business networking where you just sort of make a connection and, and then meet somebody from them and, and so on. But you can catapult yourself into completely different dimensions of uh, individuals that you can meet. You can catapult your business into a whole different world by super positioning your life, your legacy and your your future in a nonprofit because mm -hmm. it just it being a heart centered thing opens it up to the particle, you know? So if we're the wave and we're sitting here and we're physical and we're limited and all these things, and then there's the eternal, which is the wave. 
Um, that's intent and that's dreams and that's you know goals and things that we set out there that are impossible for people to do, but yet they are possible because we can tap into something that is like magic. And so listening to Sammy and listening to this mind blowing progression of his, he has experienced that superposition and let's continue to tap into this so that we can bring people together while these other forces are trying to pull them apart and really just create a new world and do an end run right around all of that. Oh, I love it. So well said, Christian. Wow. I can't believe you just... (laughs) I know. I'm like, I'm blown away with that. You started with quantum physics, which I love. And I was like, what? And it totally makes sense. Wow. Oh, this Sammy, has been one of my can... favorite conversations for sure. Isn't this fun? I know. I can <laughs> sit here amazing. all day. We got to do this. We got to do this more. For Stay sure. tuned, everyone. The regular show, same time this next week, right? <laughs> we'll just yeah, keep this going. Keep it going. <laughs> it's, a, it's a fractal conversation. We can open it up as far as we want. but Absolutely. Uh, that's that's what it's all about is, uh, you know, taking ideas and taking people's inspiration and then taking action on them and watching what unfolds. Because you so often you start down one path and you're like, I'm going to do this just like Sammy. These people need clothes. They need iPads. They need. And then they're like, oh, well, wait a second. What if we multiply this by helping the people who care for them? Right. Wow. Teach the teachers, coach the coaches and caretake for the caretakers like that is just awesome. And that's where. Uh, iterating on these things, talking about these things, and then taking action on them yields just unlimited, unlimited growth, unlimited beauty in the world. And we have to stay connected to that stuff in this day and age. Well, you are both examples of taking action. Both of you have made powerful, powerful action steps in your lives, in your businesses, and now in the way that you give back. Sammy, how can people reach out and support your organization? Uh, you can go to thefoundlings.org. So that's the foundlings, and that is F O U N D L I N G S dot org. Or if you want to have more stuff kind of centered around the music and what I'm doing in performance, they can go to shoeboxmoses.com, and that has links to the orphanage and all of the stuff that we're doing too. So those are the two places. Uh, or find me on Instagram too, because I post there. Uh, quite often, especially in my stories about what we're Yeah, doing once in a while. Yeah. <laughs> Only when I'm playing shows at fun places. And of course, Christian, you guys are still available to help people start more nonprofits, right? Instantnonprofit.com? Absolutely. Instantnonprofit.com. And we have, you know, we're here to serve people at all levels, right? It's not just about successful entrepreneurs. Uh, we have small organizations, people at every level. We are truly here to get people around the bureaucracy and whether it's a little league or the next charity water, you know, global support relief foundation, um, we can help at, at any level. And uh, it's, it's our total blessing to be able to do that. Well, it's been a blessing for me to be with both of you today. Such an honor, a joy. You guys have made me laugh. It's been educational. It's been inspiring. And I hope that everybody feels the same way. Reach out to both of these guys. Get involved in what they're doing. If you ever wanted to have a nonprofit, you can start it today. It is so easy. Use Instant Nonprofit. Sammy is a true testament of that. He did it. He got it done. And now he's changing lives everywhere. So thank you both for being with me today. Thank you, Amy. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for listening to In the Spotlight podcast. For more information, you can go to amyscruggsmedia.com and make sure and follow on social media 
at Amy Scruggs Media.